Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Hannah Wimberly. And I'm Leslie Irwin. And today is different. It is different. I mean, we don't really have a pattern on this podcast. Aaron's here this time, though, so it's new and special. <laughs> Hello. That's I'm Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> She's the other roommate. She is. Um, I live here. <laughs> and we've been spending a lot of time together. What? No. <laughs> um, it is March 31st. <laughs> I still don't believe that March happened. Um, I also didn't know March had 31 days. I don't know what part of my education failed me there, but I was for sure that today was April 1st. <gasps> it's not. <laughs> Um, which is good because it was one of my March goals to film a podcast or record a podcast. And, uh, you know, it's March 31st. It gave us that extra day to do that because I wasn't going to. Do you not learn to count the months on your knuckles? You know, I did, but I don't do it anymore. That's how I know anything about the month's days. I just looked at my calendar. It's Yeah. If I don't have a calendar in front of me. But you have a phone. But sometimes I don't have my phone in front of me. Well, that's your fault. (laughs) January is a 31, February is weird in the middle, March is a 31, April's in the middle. Thank you for showing us this meme, Erin. <laughs> this pertains to what you just yeah, said. Yeah, I know, I saw that today. It's the meme of oh, the God. girl that was like, I scheduled dates on March 31st, and they're like, why? And she's like, because I didn't know it existed. Leslie, you are that girl. I, I think I am. That's okay. Um, but it is happy quarantine times here. I'm the only one who's been leaving to do anything, and that's because I still have a job. She's essential. I mean, I'm not essential. I just work at a tutoring center. The children need you. They do. Mostly it's because your curriculum and stuff is there, right? Like, you can't really bring it home. Like, I'd have to download all of it to my laptop and print myself copies, and then steal a set of flashcards. We also can't print right now because the library is closed. Yeah, so I have to do everything there, so there's no point in us working at home, because everything we need is there. Like, our discovery toys and stuff like that for our early readers. Yeah. Also, children who are, you know, ten, but don't know their alphabet yet. Well, you know... Who really needs that? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, yes. Um, Yeah, so it it is happy quarantine times. This is... We've been back here at school for two Two weeks weeks. to the dot and we have not been back on campus (laughs) like we walked there to walk around but like classes aren't happening everything's kind of closed we went and took a bunch of pretty pictures and stuff last week we did i should actually probably change our podcast cover image to one of those because our hair has switched lengths mine is a slightly different color (laughs) um Ready for change. <laughs> Mine is probably actually about the same length. Because that was two summers ago. I think I think it's shorter now than it was. We'll look in a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's what we've really been doing. Besides, we did start having school online. Uh, which I actually love. Um, I wanted to go to school online. I wanted to do high school online. Uh, I really looked at going to online-only college. I didn't for, like, a very, like, logical reason of, like, I needed to leave and, like, 
go to a school that taught me how to be a teacher, but you can't really learn online. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for the change. I really like it. It's very self-paced, which is my favorite thing. I don't like online classes. The classes don't feel like real classes. None of it feels like it's real. I don't see the person, so the thing doesn't matter. Also, I feel like it's really hard to ask questions and have greater understanding. So I'm I'm looking forward to this quarantine to be over in the middle of the summer. <laughs> that way next year I get to go to class again. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Big classes online, bad. Especially <laughs> when the teacher doesn't know how to mute everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Small classes are fun. I'm just sad because I was doing my first student teaching this semester, and literally the week I was supposed to do my first lesson when we came back, I didn't get to do. So I read Life of Pi for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Life of Pi is a good movie. I didn't like the book. They just started talking about pools, and I'm just like, uh. yeah. The reason that the pie is a good movie is because it's pretty, and the book is not pretty. The book is long and metaphorical, and there's a lot that happens. Our washing is done. Woo! I want. It's I wish, such a long buzzer. I never noticed. It's like a three and a half second buzzer. Just like uh, you need to know. Thank you for <laughs> repeating it. I don't know if they could hear. Well, our pause said it all. Um, but yeah, so online classes are happening. What else is happening? Our upstairs neighbors are still here. Oh yeah, of course they are. They've not been having their Whiskey Wednesdays. That's honestly probably the best thing to come out of this but, quarantine. Like, they're still loud. They definitely, like, I truly think that the person that lives above my bedroom does, like, P90X workouts, like, four times a day. Especially today... <laughs> Because, like, I could tell he was doing, like, jump lunges because of where his feet were. And, oh my goodness. It's just really annoying. Aaron's providing all these visual <laughs> memes for our audio podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, the guy who lives over Aaron's room, like, paces at all hours of the day. And also, I think he, like, regularly moves his furniture around because that's the only way I can describe whatever's happening. We know that they used to rearrange their living room all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can usually tell, like, where they've moved their furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, we have, like, a couch and a chair that are, like, standard issue. And you can tell where they are in the room. By the scraping <laughs> yeah. We moved our furniture once, and it was when we moved in. Yeah. We like where it is. It works. And, like, I am one person, I like to move my furniture, but there's not another way to set this apartment up. Like, you could flip it and have everything be exactly opposite. Oh, that would... But it would kind of be wrong, so we aren't doing that. Yeah. And, like, the bedrooms, there are two ways to set them up properly. Where they're not weird and scrunched. And all of us have picked the same way. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the bed could be on this wall. I'm trying to imagine it's that. It's bad. I hate it. Yeah, But the, really you bad. could put your bed, like, against the wall where your door is. I would hear everything you guys are doing yeah. outside. That's also one of the things about these apartments. This, there's a very big space under the door. Mm-hmm. So just because your door's closed doesn't mean you can't hear what's happening in the living room. And the living room can't hear what's happening in your room. Which is really interesting because there's supposed to be, like, fire-safe doors because, you know... 
Texas apartment laws. Um, but they are, like, they're just not. Bold of you to assume this school does anything to code. <laughs> they try their best they sometimes. They try the... I did hear the other day, well, I didn't hear this, I read it. I haven't heard anybody speak outside of you two in months. Um... <laughs> We had that teleconference with Jillian. You heard her voice. Yeah, sure. Three years ago. It's really the time is really all warped. Time doesn't exist. Um, but no, I was reading. I think I was reading it on Reddit, which I've discovered Reddit, and I really quite like Reddit. Um, not for like its purpose. I just like stalking. Not stalking. Stalking is such a harsh word. I like reading people's stories and trying to figure out who they actually are in real life. And, like, why they post on certain threads. And it's very fun. Highly recommend. But I was reading about terrible roommates on Reddit. And somebody was talking about their, like, upstairs neighbors. And they just heard, like, people, like, running, running, running in the house all the time. And they went and, like, talked to their neighbors. And they just had, like, a one-pound kitten. But their floors were so, like, thin. Like, there wasn't, pat like, insulation or anything between the floors that... It sounded like, like, elephants stampeding. So I'm kind of wondering if that's our neighbor's issue. Like, they have a small dog. Because there are lots of illegal animals in this. Uh, I almost called it a hotel. <laughs> I am I really want to go on a trip. Um, and, but there are lots of, like, people with illegal pets in the apartment. When she says illegal pets, she doesn't mean the animal itself is an illegal animal. Yeah, no, we have all these people with ostriches. <laughs> she means that nice. in, the, in these apartments that we live in, you're only allowed to have service animals or fish. Yeah, and I haven't heard of any fish just running around lately. Bold of you to assume. <laughs> and there are, there are definitely a couple people that do have real service animals, either an ESA or a regular service pet, but... Not all of them. Yeah. I knew there's I know there's one girl who bought a vest for her dog. Yeah. That's mm. very clearly not a service animal because they don't know how to stay or sit. That's also very illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with like the girl that's raising puppies. That's fun. At school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First floor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one of them you gotta locked. get out, Aaron. One of them got locked outside the other day and looked so sad. Aww. But I hate leaving dead air, but I don't like saying but, and um, so I'm trying to have a real thought. And I don't want to edit this, so I don't want to actually have any dead air. Since we stopped doing weird, like, spreadsheet planning for these, they got more fun. Yeah. The only thing is, since there's no longer a thing to read from, there are more pauses. But I think that that it would be more satisfying to listen to people actually having a conversation than people kind of reading from a bullet point plan that they may or may not want to follow and that may or may not cohesively fit into the way that the things are already being talked about. That this arguably is better to listen to. But who am I to say? I don't listen to very many podcasts. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of podcasts are... See, it does the same thing as a lot of those like good social media movements. They've become really commercial and... It just makes me kind of sad. Plus, like, the ones I listen to, I try to, like, pick and choose at this point. Just because there are so many. Um, well, if you heard that, that was our upstairs neighbor rolling something. That was a motorcycle in the parking lot. Oh, even or better. a trash can being moved. That happened this morning. I know because it woke me up. Oh. Well, 
Yeah, so it's like picking and choosing media that actually satisfies you, which is less of a concern in this quarantine time, because you can just watch all of it. There's so much media to consume. There is. We've been we've had the time to actually watch things for once. We have. Aaron and I have been binge watching Phineas and Ferb. It's great. I don't understand why that show's funny. You, Leslie, are so picky about your media. I know. I don't even really like cartoons. It's because they're smart. But I think so. Phineas, like, I think the show's so annoying. The voices are annoying. Candace is such an idiot. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't... That rhymed. Was it? Sort of. It was like a slant. I just don't like it. And y'all love it. And not that I care, but you don't like things I think you will like. Yeah. And yet Phineas and Ferb. I will say, like, I haven't liked a lot of things since the release of Frozen. Like, the original one, except for Frozen 2. Um, Which... (laughs) I think is really representative of, like, who I am as a person. But, yeah, I just like Phineas and Ferb. I like their music a lot, and I don't like music, so. There's 104 days of summer vacation. Copyright. And something, something, something in it. You'll just have to watch more of it with us. Wow, Hannah, you don't even know all the lyrics to the Phineas and Ferb <laughs> theme song by did heart? It, didn't y'all watch the movie? Yes, they we have multiple them. movies. We watched the like, the really good Yeah, we one. watched the first one. See, I'm really just good. really liking the, that Amazon Prime show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <gasps> yes, I love Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Besides it being absolutely hysterical, the writing is great, the pacing is great, the show is very pretty to look at. It's, I think it's either, it's either written or produced, I can't remember which, by the same people that made Gilmore Girls, and you can tell because of how fast everybody talks, I'm like, that is a Lorelai (laughs) Gilmoreism. Ooh, Hannah, you want to talk about what we watched last night? Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so, I grew up... With basically being fed Christian fiction, because what my mom really likes it, and I grew up like not being able to read or watch a bunch of stuff. And I like Christian fiction books. My favorite author, who like writes in that genre, is Ted Decker. He is really really good. He and Frank Peretti, another really prominent author in in the genre, co-authored a book called House. It's like a horror thriller allegory situation. Is it the best book ever? No. Do I really enjoy it? Absolutely. And they made a movie in 2008 <laughs> based off the book. Oh, that heavy based, heavy based. So I made Erin watch it because I'm going to make her read the book. And well, you didn't make me. I enjoyed it. I highly implied that you should. <laughs> and like definitely watched you more than the movie itself while we were watching. And the, the things that they chose to keep and the things that they chose to change or get rid of, I don't see the logic in the pattern. Most of the time when you make a movie out of a book and they've changed a bunch of it, you can kind of tell why or it like maybe makes sense of the change, but I don't get it. Like the movie wasn't good. It wasn't even a good horror movie. It was a good bad horror movie? Yes, yes. It wasn't like the worst movie ever, but nothing was explained. No. And in the book, you you come to have a little bit of the understanding of the changed physics and the way things are working, and a little bit of the why, which makes you understand why the black smoke has a duality of meaning. In in the movie, it's just there. Half of my questions to Hannah was, I'm sorry, what's happening? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, because they kept 
they kept a whole lot of the small plot points and got rid of some of the bigger ones that gave the small ones a point <laughs> and connected them. As you do. Like, they kept the black smoke instead of blood thing, but got rid of the magic slash spirituality aspect. The black smoke was meant to represent and qual and like visually qualify. It I I'm so frustrated at whoever made that movie for the way that they created it. Also, they killed off people in the movie very differently than in the book. And they made it all like a dream. No it wasn't a dream, no. It very much happened. But, like, they wake up at the end. Because their souls were, it's like, it was... Their souls were, like, in purgatory. Yeah. And they wake up on gurneys after a car accident, which isn't in the book. Do not clap. I was so far away from the microphone. No, it still still jumps. The reverberation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Or if you're going to do it, like... That's better? Not really. Oh. Better? There you go. Okay. Very light tap. Fingertips. We need, like, golf claps. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that was snappy. Isn't that better? <laughs> no, it's not. Golf claps. Golf claps. Golf claps. Thank <laughs> you. Is that even audible? Yes. Really? Yes. It probably sounds I can sh- see the movement on the thingies. It probably sounds weird. Yeah, it probably sounds like a breath, but... But yeah, yeah, that's what Aaron and I did last night. We talked about a book I liked, and then I bought the movie on Amazon thinking, oh, I'll just cast it from my phone to the TV, because Aaron's logged in on the TV, and we like that it's Aaron's Amazon, because it's uncurated, and she doesn't share it with her parents like I do. It's mine. Like, I I paid for the first student account, and my mom pays the monthly fee that goes along with it, and, like, they use it way more, and we had to put parental controls on it, because my dad kept accidentally buying stuff. (laughs) And I kept getting these charges on my account. And I'm like, um, who bought a $32 movie twice? Oh, no. <laughs> Yikes. Like, sometimes I need there to be that extra 60 bucks in my account, as a college student does, and it can't just disappear. Yikes. So we put printer controls on it, which is fine. I don't remember what the password was. It doesn't really matter. But the movie, House, was just... So different. It was something. When they told me they were watching House, I thought they were going to be watching, like, the medical TV show House. House MD! Which is much better Which I liked that show as a child. I wasn't allowed to watch it. <gasps> well, we should all watch House MD. Okay. Um, let's finish one of the things we're watching. Oh, yeah. We need yeah, to finish Marvelous Miss Maisel. We also... Like, we say this about basically any piece of media. We're like, oh, we should read that together. Oh, we should watch that. It's more the watching, but we Especially with now. movies. And then we forget when we actually have time, like, in this quarantine time, where we're like, we have literally 36 hours a day to watch a movie. And then we're like, I've never seen a movie in my entire life. <laughs> I want for nothing. I think we talked about watching Golden Girls next. Oh, yeah, that would be And fun. I watched half of the first episode to see if it was something I could see myself enjoying. Before we all sat and watch it, so I didn't have to like nope right out of there. Yeah, yeah. And it was fine. It, it's funny that the old women are great. I don't remember what show it was, but Betty White was on something that I used to watch in like middle school. Interesting. And I'm getting like Mike and Molly memories from it. Mm. So I don't think it was Mike and Molly, but it was probably on like around the same time as that. Mm. Um, but that was like the first time I'd really like seen Betty White. So I was. I think it'll be fun to see her younger. 
I I don't have a lot of Betty White experience, except that I know that she's older than sliced bread. That yeah. is true. One time in middle school, I don't know if I've said this before on a podcast. It sounds very familiar. Um, I did a presentation on the bread slicer. You've told me that. Aaron hasn't heard that. Yeah, so I did, like, engineering classes uh, in, yeah, in middle school, so from 6th to 8th grade. And we talked about, like, invention versus innovation, and we all had to make a presentation about an invention and then later make a presentation about an innovation that happened to that invention, which was actually a pretty cool way of doing that, but... Yeah, mine was about the bread slicer because I wanted to be able to make the pun. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh my gosh. Um, for the innovation of PowerPoint. I so, there you go. I love it. I'm looking up um, Betty White's IMDb to see, like, you know, facts about her. Mm-hmm. She is a Capricorn, like you are. I know. I think we have, we might have, like, almost the same birthday. She's January 17th. Yeah. My, you know, she's the same height as you. <laughs> are you, Leslie? Are you? I'm Betty White. Her trademark is sparkling blue eyes. Wow. Leslie, are you Betty White? No, I have the same birthday as uh, Kate Middleton, the uh, Duchess. Huh. I was very excited to learn that when I found that out one time. I don't remember when. Aren't actually no, that's a lie. I remember exactly when. When I used to run my baby name's Instagram account. I would always try to come up with, like, themes for the weeks and the months and stuff. And so, for one year on my birthday, I put names of people that had the same birthday as me. And one of them was Kate Middleton. I... Interesting. Isn't the royal family kind of falling apart? I think they're fine. I'm, I'm worried about the queen because that one prince boy got diagnosed with Charles, coronavirus. Charles, her son. And I said that if the queen dies of coronavirus, then the whole world really is ending. Hey guys, I share a birthday with Finn Wolfhard. Ooh, a gift. Remind me who he is. Uh, oh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Which boy? Mike. The ah. main boy. Yes, yes, that boy. Have you, you've watched Stranger Things, right? I love Stranger okay, Things. Good. I haven't seen the third season, though. Aaron. I know. I just, I don't want to. Why not? Based on my understanding of it. It's I'm not, so good. I have a million other things I'd rather watch that are more more. What, are your, what is your problem yeah. with it? It what? was spoiled for you. What is your understanding? Tell me. Just like, based on like the second season, I got tired of it. Certain elements of the third season. I just, it's not the thing, like the big thing. Like ADHD, it's hard to motivate myself to do different things. That's fair. That's valid. Yeah. Stranger Things is so good. I thought the third season was better. Yeah, I think... I mean, they had a lot bigger of a budget, so there was a lot more happening. But also um, we got more And the Hopper. characters were older, which was fun. And I love Hopper. Mm, Hopper is good. I have a poster of him in my bedroom. I'm very excited for season four. I hope their production stuff doesn't get delayed. We know that he's alive. And mm-hmm. in Russia, working on a railroad. Yeah. I'm looking at my pineapple that I bought in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was just very focused on my pineapple. I didn't hear I what you said. I can make my banana bread tonight. Please do yeah, make banana bread. bread. We have things. Olive Garden ordered that we have to go pick up in a little bit. Um, she was in Ponyo. 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 Oh, that I has know. Miley Cyrus's little sister. In we it. should. And Nick Jonas's little brother. I like Ponyo. We should watch some Ghibli films. I'm down. I like Spirited Away. I gave, I think Jillian has it, my uh, 
Spirited Away sweatshirt. Oh. Oh, yeah, I think so. That, like, I was just getting rid of stuff, and I don't wear pullover sweaters very much. I like a cardigan, but I'm not... I get hot. <laughs> so, I like people to take off my sweater. Also, like, the, the sleeve was tearing a little bit, and I was not... I wasn't into wearing a graphic sweatshirt very often. So, I got rid of a bunch of them that I had. And I think that... I think that one and the book was better one that I had went to her. Yeah, that sounds about right. They're both way too big for her, but she... She wears the oversized sweatshirt look really well, though. Mm -hmm. And she likes doing the leggings and everything. This has really come to be about TV and media, which is nice. I love talking about TV and media. She was in Betty White, not Jillian. (laughs) Was in a TV series short called Father of the Pride. Oh, yeah! That's some weird animation. That was a weird show. It's about Siegfried and Roy's lions that's such a weird it was there's this whole video talking about it and why it was i've never seen this i watched an episode or two when i was younger because my dad like this was pre-divorce that (laughs) young Mm because my dad happened to be watching it and i was like there's animated lions what's happening What she's was been in, like, so many single episodes of things. Yeah, she's, like, an iconic guest star. Like, yeah. she was Cameo. on, like, an episode of The Ellen Show. Yeah. Which, Hannah, basically White. everybody has been on an episode of The Ellen Show. No, no, no. Like, not The Ellen DeGeneres talk show. Her sitcom from 2001. Oh. Okay. Wait, she was on The Wild Thornberries? Apparently. She's probably a, a guest voice, or they, like, literally threw in Betty White She was animated. in three episodes, and she voiced Sophie Hunter and Grandma Sophie. Aww. Oh, that's cute. What was your, like, favorite TV show, like, progression? Like, like I'll give mine as an example, because I can't explain what I mean. Okay. But, like, when I was a toddler, I really liked this show. When I was you know like go through like stages of life my like late middle school early high school self loved doctor who and sherlock i pretended to like those shows and i did not like them sorry friends who thought i did it's fine i love sherlock because i love that i like that style of show a whole lot where they're just movies they were an hour and a half long episodes but they were three or four episodes per season i did not want to watch four movies and call it a tv show i really liked the intricacies of the scenes yeah everything was built up and they because they were longer you got real stories and they weren't all the same that's true i mean i watched all the sherlock i just didn't like which is fine i like that's one of the things that i don't like about most tv shows is everything is exactly the same every episode with a thing different. Well, that's why you don't like Vanessa and Ferb. No, I think that that's not why I don't like Vanessa and Ferb. I don't like Vanessa and Ferb because the voices are annoying. Candace really frustrates me, and I don't like the noises that everything makes. Huh. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. The show itself is fine. I just have a hot problem with, this, with the complaint. sounds. It's a valid complaint. Like, I, I like Vanessa's voice mm-hmm. just because I find, and all the kids, mm-hmm. I think they're fun and charming, but I can understand why a person would find them like, piercing. Like, I listen yeah. to my own voice all the time, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course I find them charming. We haven't really gotten to know Erin on this podcast because we feel like we know her so personally just in our real lives. Because we do. <laughs> we do. We're, we're going to live trying together to figure for out more years. We are. We're going to be teachers at the same time. It's going to be wild. Ooh. Um... I was trying to figure out, like, I mean, people always describe you, like, as a Rory character, 
like from Gilmore Girls, and I feel like that's a good enough. I like, can't remember who Rory is. Rory's the daughter. Oh yeah, because people always said my mom and I were exactly like the daughter and mom from Gilmore Girls. That's pretty. I accurate. think people say that because you're bookish and the same as your mom, not because you are personally very similar to Rory. Yeah, I think like she Aaron has is an interesting character with lots of depth. Rory's not very interesting or has lots of depth. Are you saying I'm a complex human being? (laughs) Yes, you are. Rory's not. She's a good character in a TV show, but she's not very complex. She does a really good, like, arc until the, like, extra stuff at the end. And I was just like, wow, you're really stretching to change her drastically. Does it have very many, like, very many interests? Yes, she does. She likes school. Hannah, I was Rory. I don't think you were very interesting in high school. (gasps) You liked school, period, and you were anxious at everything. I mean, I was cynical about school. I don't even think I liked school at that point. You liked the concept of I school. I did like the concept of school. I liked trying to figure out how to teach while still in high school. I had that fun moment during my education class today where we're literally learning about lesson planning and, like, the mindset we should have when creating a lesson. I was like, I'm literally watching a lesson about how to write a lesson. <laughs> Yeah, I love... That's very meta. I love the meta... Yeah, meta. Somebody needs to add something. We can't have these long pauses. So Doctor Doctor Who, that I also liked in middle school, I liked it because Were I, you going to say Doctor Sherlock? No, I was going to say Dr. Seuss. I always, <laughs> I always go see Dr. Seuss instead of Dr. Who. I do it every time. I, I did it when I was actively watching the show. <laughs> Doctor. Dr. Seuss just seems to be the correct... Like name is Doctor Who, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I liked Doctor Who a lot at the time because my friends really liked it, and I do really enjoy the sci-fi fantasy element of it. But they, in the newer stuff, they got weird just for the sake of being weird. I liked the spin-off show Torchwood and don't care about Doctor Who, other I than don't what like sex in my shows. It, the first season was bad about it. The second season got a lot better about See, it. See, I watched an episode and a half. I was like, that's too much sex for me. I'm out. That's valid. The beginning especially. The beginning, like... Doesn't it open with a sex scene? Mildly, maybe? <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a while, because I don't watch, like... There are certain episodes I go back and watch, and other ones I'm like, those are garbage, and I don't watch <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. I think that's also a good commentary on the self, is being able to look at something you used to really enjoy and realize that it is not worth enjoying. Oh, yeah. But not feel bad for having enjoyed it. Yeah, we talk about... I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my words. I'm losing my sense of time. Uh, We talk a lot about that in my... It's 523. Thank you. Uh, In my YA fiction class, which is just a journey in and of itself. But um, the collective realization of that class that we are no longer the audience for YA fiction... Like, we probably should have dedicated a whole class period just to mourning that fact. Because everyone was like, this is so childish. And then our professor was like, well, yeah. Because you are now adults. And we all just kind of, like, stared at her. And I I kind of realized that when I started preferring middle grade over YA as an adult. Because YA is really romancy and I can't. Um... But just all these people were like, wait, but I'm a young person. I'm a teenager. And I was like, no, you're not anymore. I'm sorry. 
And it's just, it's made our discussion so interesting about the quality of past and present. I like some young adult books, and I think that it's a very valid genre, and there's nothing wrong with it as a whole. But I also think that most middle grade books probably have better stories than most YA mm-hmm. books. Because so many YA type stories are just set about someone being upset about something and not having any real thoughts. I never liked them. And I understand that teenagers sometimes are like that, <laughs> but not as their entire being. Yeah. Just like they're having a time, and during that time, they might not be able to access the, some thoughts. And they might make choices that are stupid. <laughs> yeah, but, that's... I Even when I was, like, of YA age, I did read, like... I read the Divergent trilogy, and I read Twilight when I was, like, nine. Um, and just, like... Is that when it came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were children. We were in fourth grade. Yeah, I really <laughs> liked the Divergent Hunger Games series, because when I read them... I was in 8th and ninth grade, mm-hmm. and I was very much coming into, like, realizing that I had power and influence, and so reading books about women, or girls, who had power and influence spoke to me, and I really appreciated it, but I knew when I was reading it that there were problems with the stories. I just needed a female protagonist for a little minute, and when I was done needing it, I didn't like the stories anymore. Yeah, I just, I remember always, like, I would go to the bookstore a lot mm-hmm. just because bookstores are really fun, and it was a good thing to do on a Sunday afternoon, and I, it was just always such a problem for me, I was like, I, if the main, like, summary on the back, which isn't even on the back anymore, but that is a completely different problem, um, but if the summary was, like, protagonist female is struggling to find her identity because of the conflict between boy A and boy B. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, never mind. Like, what's the point? That's trash. Like, I also, and I know I was special because I went to an all-girls school and, like, there just wasn't, I never saw any of that type of drama. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, I don't think this is true. Like, I definitely, I went to a much more normal high school And not that there weren't conflicts between girls about boys. Like, those conflicts existed, but they weren't identifying conflicts. Yeah. They weren't the thing that someone wrestled with and dealt with. They're like, that's a thing I have to address because I'm having an emotion. Yeah. That's why I started, like, I would start the first book of series, like, Mm -hmm. The Hunger Games or Divergent. And for a while, I'm like, oh, I really like this. Yeah, this is really cool. This young woman is being cool and great and powerful and strong. And then as soon as the man comes in and it becomes a big old romance thing, like any story where it stops being about the story and the conflict and starts being about the romance, especially because everyone else getting into it and all the other kids reading it would talk nonstop about the romance aspect i was like i don't care about this anymore Mm -hmm. yeah like our media in you know the real world did the same thing to katniss that the media in her world did yeah where they turned her into a love triangle choice yeah whereas in the book suzanne collins is collins presents that as the as like the tertiary issue Mm -hmm. but katniss chooses her sister every single time she makes a choice about what is best for her family first, always. And that's her dominant conflict. And in doing that, she realized she also has to address who could provide for her family. 
And that's what she ends up picking until the end of the third book. I honestly don't even remember how that series ended. I don't want you to tell me, but I'm going to look it up later. Yeah, like, I I probably won't ever reread the Divergent series. I was so mad at Allegiant. Yeah. I loved Divergent and Insurgent. I read them, like, I read both of them, like, two days after Insurgent came out. Mm-hmm. And I love, love, love them. And I was waiting, waiting, waiting for Allegiant to come out. And then it was what it was. Yeah. So I really liked the character of Four in the Divergent series. Mm. I was very interested in him and the way he was built and written. And so I read the book Four yeah. before I read Allegiant. Okay. And it, I think it made me hate Allegiant a little bit less. But it was still bad. Veronica Roth made a choice, and that is fine, but I don't like the way that she chose to turn what had been about powerful people, or unpowerful people making powerful choices, about powerful people making unpowerful choices. Yeah. I just remember being really, like, I just felt like the ending didn't necessarily match the amazing, like, build-up that Mm -hmm. everything had, and I was like, oh... That doesn't even seem realistic in this unrealistic world. I mean, I guess you could say that's how it is in a whole lot of real world situations. But I don't know if that was the place to make that commentary. <laughs> I don't know. And then I was so mad at the movie. I wanted the movie to be so good. And then they just wrote out some of the characters and then brought them back in the next movie. I only saw the first one. I saw the first and the second one. Because I was really hoping they would fix it. And then they just, I don't know what they did. I really don't know. Does that say, don't come in the yard? Yes, it's from Sarah. Erin <laughs> uh, is showing us a note that her friend, that our friend's little sister wrote, and it's on Nova paper in very, very much child handwriting. I think her sister's, like, barely turned four. Yeah, and it's like, don't come in the yard. At the very top of the page. She's really understanding the, the quarantine aspect of our lives <laughs> right now. I'm really, oh, I'm so ready. I mean, besides to, like, be able to leave the home. Um, Why would you want to leave? I don't know. I just... I I realized how extroverted I was when I wasn't allowed to be out. Um, But I think it'll be so interesting to see what media comes out of this. Like, what uh, dystopia and, like, historical fiction stuff comes out of this time. I... Uh, was talking to one of our friends and I was like we should really be documenting this so we can write our Dear America book about the coronavirus um so that's my new life goal I think that like our age of people aren't gonna have the horror stories to tell about not yeah not like grandiose yeah like I'm sure that we grew up hearing with our grandparents or or great-grandparents that lived through the depression like a couple horror stories I don't think that we're the ones who are going to have them. I think people living in different places will. But I don't know if the A Dear America book will actually be able to be as tragedy-filled as they're supposed to be. I don't know. Some of them weren't very, like, tragic. Especially the, like, younger diaries of the, like, littler kids. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is what life is like when the telephone came to our house. True. True. Some and- of them are more just about changes. And I think that it'll just be really interesting, especially as, like, it's all so uncertain, and it's really interesting to me to read about, like, characters who feel uncertain throughout their story, 
Um, so I hope that that kind of sticks around. Because it's, it's a really weird feeling of, like, I don't really know what's happening. But also, I don't feel like I'm in immediate harm's way either. Um, but I know that people around me are. So it's, it's kind of odd. Yeah. It, it's so much one of those things where the circumstance around you is what's deciding if there's a problem, mm-hmm. not the greater problem of the virus. Like, as we are now, it's it's fine. I'm not in the worst position. But literally, like, based on a conversation today, if for whatever reason the school does decide we have to leave, mm-hmm. I now know that I'm not going to have a great two weeks following. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. right now we, like, our school is uh, online only, at least until the middle of April. But I think that's about to change because our governor just said that all schools have to close down until the beginning of May. And then our school is over on, like, May 6th. So if they make us come back, that would be a real joke. Back for two days? <laughs> two <laughs> so a days. lot of people live across the country or out of the country. Or, like, in South South Texas, which is basically in, like, the north of America. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like the, it's same the same time. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't make sense to require people to come back when they made everybody leave. Mm-hmm. But we, we stayed because we're in our, like, actual apartment that's on campus. Yeah. And I also can't go home because my, like, my dad's in the hospital right now because he's had major intestinal surgery. But both of my parents are, like, at greater risk. Mm-hmm. And although if I were to get sick, in theory, I would be okay neither of them would be and I'm still living life and leaving the apartment to you know go grocery shopping and go to work because I can't just not so like it would be real uncomfy because I have to like wear a mask and hide in my bedroom yeah and like not touch anything yeah and I think like depending on how pertinent not per how permeable I don't know I can't think of words but like how strong the like physical connection and like how long the virus lingers in the air and stuff it almost like if you're in the house with somebody who has it it might like I don't know I want to know some more of the science and I know we won't be able to know that until a lot of it's over about percentages and stuff just because I'm interested in the actual like how many people who came in contact with it didn't get it mm-hmm. and who's having minor symptoms and why and I, I really want to know and obviously that's not like immediate information we can get but got another week and then we'll know if my mom and stepdad have it yeah so Erin's a fun one step away from all of this because of where her stepdad uh, works yep he is an essential worker at a box making factory in Dallas uh, near the Lake Highlands area, and last week, um, one of the people he has definitely come in direct contact with had to be hospitalized with coronavirus, so they got to shut down for a day for cleaning, and then went back to work. Yay! That's problematic enough as it is, but my, uh, stepdad has hypothyroidism, which means he is immunocompromised, meaning that if he gets the coronavirus, it may be very, very bad. And he and my mom are very unhappy about the situation, but Here what we will you do? Because now your mom has to just, like, wait as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, she was so upset about it and so concerned. She literally called the CDC about it. And, like, my mom is not a, like... 
tattletale type of woman. Not that, and she's not like a jump to conclusions, jump to like panicking. Like she's a very sense-driven woman. Like she mm-hmm. stops, considers the options. She's an assistant principal at a high school, so she has to be. So the fact that she's as upset and worried about it as it is, like, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, I think something, like, people are being more aware of what causes immunocompromisation now, too. Because, like, there's obviously lots of good stuff happening on media alongside a lot of the, like, misinformation. Um But I've seen lots of really good posts being like, I have this condition and that means this for me. And if I were to get this virus, this is probably how it would affect me. And just a lot of the stuff, like lots of people don't think about that. And it's, it's not just old people that have immunocompromisations. um, And it's not just like visibly sick people that are immunocompromised or anything like that. Like there are lots of conditions that affect everything. So Lots of this, like, personal human awareness has been really cool to just watch happen. Mm-hmm. And people are being so nice, too, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And especially, like, companies and education-oriented people, businesses. businesses, are just like, here, have all these free things, and let's really help the kids, and let's try to keep people caught up. and But also, don't forget that, like, this is a trauma that is happening right now. So yeah. you can give yourself a break and things like that. This is, like, you and I have talked about this previously, but this is the first time, not just in our lifetimes, but kind of ever, that the world has been positively united. Yes, I said that the other day. So you know how people were all threatening, like, World War Three is gonna happen, blah, blah, blah. I think this has some of the, like, World War aspects to it. Of, like, everyone is fighting against something, it's just not another country. So instead of it being uh, I hate you because fight, it's a we hate this thing together because everyone is just as much in danger as everyone else's and there's no way to benefit from it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I think that's one of the things I think will end up being a good turnaround as mm-hmm. well as like I think people will realize the like need to slow down a mm-hmm. little bit. It also will have absolute like definitely change schools Mm -hmm. because of all the work we've done and finagling figuring out ways to do online it will open up more opportunities for like students who for whatever reason can't come into school alternatives for them uh yeah like even our job at the writing center has discovered that we'll probably end up utilizing this online format in the future Yeah, that's definitely something I really miss. I love, love the Writing Center and just, like, the community we have there. So online has been an interesting transition. But it is really cool. And we have, like, students... We have a big population that studies abroad. So, like, if they needed to use us or if somebody was just... Too shy. Yeah, too shy or they're just... I don't know. I don't know why else people... we Um... Our school is so small, like, it's kind of normal for people to just walk by. Um, But just, I guess if you're scheduling it and you can't come in at night or something i'm kind of surprised people haven't like figured out that they could be in class and in a writing center appointment at the same time yet because because we do a lot of our classes on like zoom and other like video platforms so unless you're actively like doing something with your small group or something like you could easily be doing two things at once i mean 
I wrote a midterm paper today during our staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I designed a sticker for our friend during a staff meeting today. <laughs> but I don't know. It'll be cool. I'm ready for it to be over, but I'm also kind of enjoying it, like having to. It'll make us appreciate seeing everyone again even that much more next fall. Yeah, for sure. Too bad half of our friends are graduating. <laughs> <laughs> but none of them are graduating and, like, leaving. Yeah, nobody's jetting off to Japan or anything. Yeah, yeah. like, you and I know several people in the education program. Yeah, so they'll still be around and we can go observe their classrooms and stuff. <gasps> I'm gonna go hunt down Selena. Yes! <laughs> watch your class yeah so let me check our time we're at like 50 minutes so we can go for like one more little round of thought and then it will be time to go pick up our olive garden what is your opinion on the temperature of water when you drink it i I love that question uh i want ice cold water valid hannah i want cool water I have fridge water. Like, slightly less than fridge water. But not room temperature. No, I don't want room temperature. I want cool. Like, Like, room temperature water is for brushing your teeth. Like, you've poured water into a glass from the fridge, and then you went to the bathroom, and, like, then came back to drink your water. Like, that temperature water. It's just a specific measure. That's like when uh, restaurants, like, would you like the still water? And they pour it out of, uh, like, a glass... Yes, I love that. I love asking for my water at restaurants without ice in it, because then it is the temperature that doesn't hurt my stomach. Um, Like, very cold things, like ice cream, or an unthawed, uncrustable. Like, very cold things hurt my stomach, including very cold water. Um, And I just like to avoid that. Hot things don't do that, but really cold things, my body is just like, what the hell is this? Bad. Don't know absolutely not how dare you and likes to let me know that it doesn't like my choices (laughs) what has been your yeah what is your water and then i have another question i also like cool or cold water specifically the greatest thing on the planet is when you wake up in the middle of the night and you go and get like arctic cold water from the fridge and you chug it and then you go back to sleep your water hits different at three in the morning. <laughs> it does. You wake up in the middle it's of the night. It's one of the only things that's more positive at three in the morning. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm just so thirsty. And you drink all the water. It's our fish like, brain. It's like, glug, glug. <laughs> fish brain. I love all the memes that are surrounding. Like, that's your fish brain. Or that's your monkey brain. Or whatever. It's like, has to be like certain behaviors that don't necessarily have another reason. It's great. Or the ADHD brain. Ooh. You know, Aaron, <laughs> we could do a whole podcast just on that. You should. It would be, be very fun. disorganized. We, we would have to have a list to make sure that we talked about anything at all. You have yeah. that list I wrote you. Just go down that. Oh my gosh. I do have that list. You're right. You can just do a whole series on that. I don't have it in its original form. I can't remember. I do. There's a specific okay. month for ADHD awareness, but I can never remember which month. Isn't it October? That sounds right. Oh, that's right, because I love it, because Halloween's like my favorite holiday. I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween, and I'm not the biggest candy fan, and I don't like bad decorations, so but like horror. Halloween isn't for me. I'm here for a horror film, but that doesn't happen to have to happen on Halloween. You can have that at any time of the year. I mean, yeah, but it's horror focused, which is the fun part. <laughs> Okay, well, back on my last question. Um, 
I'm going to try to tie together the quarantine stuff that we've been talking about and the literature media stuff. What a teacher. So, this is your exit ticket. Oh, Oh my God. What is, like, a book or a movie or a TV show that you have watched during this quarantine time that you've either really enjoyed or, like, wouldn't have gotten to watch otherwise? Or read? Interesting. That's a great question. Um... I, the reason that we're watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is I was visiting my aunt at the end of our spring break. Which was right before all the bad happened. Like, bad was happening, but it hadn't hit the U.S. in, like, mm-hmm. a stay inside kind of way yet. But but big conventions were getting canceled. Oh, yeah, because our writing center convention. Yeah, and my aunt and I were supposed to go to an antique convention in Dallas. And because we didn't, we were inside all day and watched some Mrs. Maisel. And I loved it so much that I brought it back to my roommates. It was like Amazon Prime, Mrs. Maisel. We just need to start it. And I think the pacing of the show and the positivity of so many of the characters is a good positive escape from the stress and the anxiety of transition times and the, you know, semi-apocalypse of the virus affecting different places. Yeah, and I'm very glad that we started watching that because it's also hysterical and it, it is really it gives funny. you good laughs that you don't feel like you have to pretend weren't as funny. Like sometimes you like watch something and you're like that was funny, but I hate it, so I'm not gonna laugh at it. There's oh. none of that in this show. It's it's all good hearted laughs, even stuff that like could be offensive. It's self aware. Yeah, I think the time period helps with that, too, because mm-hmm. it's set in the It's set 60s, in the 60s, yeah. and there's a whole lot of stuff in it that's very 60s accurate, but the show is self-aware, and my aunt, who grew up in the 60s, was like, that's exactly what that was. I learned about the original speakerphone called the speaker box. I thought that was just my aunt misspeaking, <laughs> but there was literally a box that you open and you screwed a funnel onto the speaker end of your phone, and it turned into a speaker box. And there was, like, wires and a speaker in the box. Speaker box. <laughs> and before that was integrated into the phone, you had to open a box and screw on a funnel. And I didn't know that. And I thought that was hysterical that I didn't understand why my aunt said speaker box instead of speaker phone. Erin, what's yours? N- not actually anything new. Like, I've halfway been watching Miss Maisel with you, but only, like, if I happen to step into the mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. Uh Instead, I've been enga- like I've been engaging in media I've liked in the past, like rewatching things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mostly because like I'm always engaging in media, but like I've been taking this time more to actually do my schoolwork and then like work on my novel and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and so like been reading a lot of Shakespeare and Chaucer. That, that's not by choice, though. This is supposed to be positive, Erin. No, no, no. But this is a positive. Because of the way that I am, it's so hard to get myself to actually, like, properly focus and put, like, all of my effort into my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I have the time to be able to do that is big. Okay. I'll take it. I accept it. I've also been reading, I haven't read in a few days, this trashy D&D, D&D novel I picked up to read over spring break. That's um, good. It's so, not terrible. What's it called? But, um, it's like Dragonlance Chronicles. Dragon. Okay. It's it's a Dungeons and Dragons book. Okay. Yeah. I understand. It's very fantasy, but like generic fantasy. So now you have to answer your own question. Oh, okay. Um, I've also been loving watching Miss Maisel. 
I read a book like from start to finish all in one day the other day and that was really fun I haven't done that I don't think since high school when I read all the Harry Potter books um but it was called such a fun age and it was I didn't write down the author or else I would say that but it was a recent book I think it came out in like 2018 or 2019 um it was like that right post-college age which has been fun to read it's like the new YA the the like like the true young adult not like teenage fiction um so that's been fun and I've I've caught up on all my YouTubers, which is Aaron always is making good. her fish face. I think she. I think she has something. something to say. <laughs> I didn't know there was a name for it. That's your fish face. You're just like fins on the face. I just have to do a thing, okay. so I don't, so I don't forget. Go ahead. I was just thinking about this. You and I should do a thing where we talk about the novel work we've been doing. We should. Well, okay, Sam and I were going to do a Writing Center podcast, so now that we're trapped together, we can <laughs> take that project right off. We should listen to Harry's podcast and then do a response. That would be fun. Yeah, so our friend Harry has started a podcast called The Write Podcast, yes. I think. Spelled like write, like R-I-T-E. Yeah, like writing. Harry! Um, and it has such a cute logo that she made on Canva. We love it. Um, and we need, yeah, we should do a response to that. That'd be fun. Okay. It's time to go get, a, get our Olive Garden now. So, happy quarantine times. Goodbye.